With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Inside the Birds is back. What's going on, everybody? It is Jeff Mosher, Adam Kaplan, and we are still in free agency. Uh, we'll talk about some moves the, the Birds have made recently. Adam, there's some consternation uh, involved, n- not surprisingly, because whenever the Eagles make a move, uh, you know, it's either the greatest thing in the world or the worst thing in the world. But we'll get into the <laughs> Joe Flacco signing because he signed on Tuesday, the day we I believe it was Tuesday, the day we did our live stream. Yeah. But we really haven't had the opportunity in podcast form to get into it a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, for sure. So we'll get into that. I think there are some misconceptions that we'll have to debunk. And then what we'll also do in this episode uh, is kind of set the table, reset the table after the signings of Flacco and Harris about where the Eagles go from here, what voids still need to be filled. And uh, we'll talk about why specific (laughs) voids are important. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we'll get into a lot. Thought uh, Q&A show was really interesting because – uh, they had a, a kind of a point counterpoint on the Anthony Harris signing, whereas Quinton, who has played safety and was very good at it, liked this. It's not that they disagreed, but Quinton liked the signing of Anthony Harris because he felt it's what the Eagles needed. And you know what? As we discussed on the last pod, yes, it's absolutely what they needed. They needed someone to come in who knows the defense, who can help kind of teach it. But also he's, he's a decent player, so it's good. You have him, you have Rodney, because after that, the depth was not not great, but Jason accurately also pointed out, Adam, that it is a good addition, but the Eagles still don't have the kind of safety that is really being used in the NFL advantageously this year, like uh, like they used to have have with with Malcolm Jenkins, a guy who can be interchangeable, play the slot, play the box, play the post be dynamic the way say a Teron Matthew is or, or a Jamal Adams or, you know, or how Earl Thomas used to be. Uh, so it was kind of interesting to hear them both kind of go back and forth on how they, they viewed the signing. And I think they're both of them are right. Yeah. I, um, my, my best source on Harris said he's absolutely post safety. He's not a box safety. He goes, look, th- this guy played in the league um, some years ago, but he goes, look, he goes, I don't know. He goes, this is a guy from another team. He goes, look, I, I, I saw Philly's tape last season and we're going to get in. We got some great stuff on the Eagles defensive scheme. Jeff's got some stuff that uh, he's going to put out here later, which you guys are going to love. But this guy said, he goes, if you grade Anthony Harris, you know what he is. He's a smart, tough, get line up correctly, get help everyone else. 
do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, self-made player. He's a post safety. You're not, you, you can play any safety in the box if you had to, but he's not, that's not what he is. Right. And that's what he'll be a post. He'll be a po- mostly a post safety here, but here's the problem. Last year, the Eagles played what's they tried to the positionless guys like Jalen Mills and Rodney McLeod also before he got hurt. He also um, was being moved around more than he normally would. You know, we'll get to your intel on this, but things are going to change here with this defense. I I can't wait because we had said this after Gannon got hired that we were hearing there's going to be a lot of different. There's going to be the big philosophy differences pre-snap and post-snap. Right. And I think that's still the case. Yeah, yep, I definitely get that that sense. Uh, there was an interesting remark. I, I, so I watched three games of Anthony Harris uh, with it before, you know, in the last day or two. And the two observations that stuck out to me are that while he, he's a post-safety, as we're talking about, he's, he's, he plays – the Vikings played a lot of cover two last year. They also played some cover three, but even when they play cover three, a lot of cover three zone. So, like, when you're the deep safety – your two corners are dropping synonymously with you. So he was never really like the type of single high safety responsible for choosing each half of yeah. the field, the way Jim Schwartz's safety has always had to be. So yes, he's, he's a post safety, but he's also accustomed, at least in the defense that he was playing to with not having to be the center fielder, more like the half yeah. fielder with another half. Yeah, he's another, not traditional strong. Right. right. That's, a, that's a fair point. I was actually told that he's, you might you might see him line up at medium depth instead of all the way back. Yes. That, that was, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause that's in my notes here. Um, yeah. He plays this, the safeties a little bit like Schwartz will play a guy 20 yards off the ball. He plays yeah. his safeties a little closer. Right. But again, he's not a box, but not in the box. No, no, not no, no, box. he's not. He's <laughs> definitely not. Cause there's nothing to suggest that, that he's ever done that. Right. You know, he's just not, but the, the, he's here because he a knows the defense. He's a proven safety. It's not like, you know, it's one thing if, Gannon wanted a like this some backup because uh, that's all that was left, you know, some for safety. And you go, oh god, that's who they're bringing in, right? No, this guy's a good football player. And yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, good signing. Uh, um, and then by the way, another weird observation is that like once or twice a game, because because most defensive coordinators don't do the same thing over and over, they switch it up. Once or twice a game, they would blitz him off the edge. Sometimes in a run blitz, sometimes just to uh, you know, yeah, in a, in a pe- sure. and he's actually pretty for a guy who's not in the box a whole lot he's pretty good at like getting that bet that that bend or that edge because you know the running back will be assigned to try to block him in a protection he's pretty good at getting around he him did a little bit i was told yeah i was told he did a little of that in 19 mm-hmm. um so look the eagles we'll get into this in a couple minutes interesting because we're going to break down kind of what they need and right. when i was going over what they need uh, it's going to be music two years they need a young safety <laughs> forget it yeah. do not take him one uh, three rounds <laughs> Are you sure about that? I'm going to tell you this right now. This is going to this is going to upset some people. All right, I have been so vehement about this that if the Eagles actually took a safety in the first three rounds this year, next year, any year, I may just call it a career. I may just resign right there and say, you know what? I have lived to see the Eagles take a safety in the first three rounds. That's it. No more inside the birds, Adam. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to walk off into the sunset. <laughs> uh, uh what, what was the line that jo- john hansen and i had um on our fantasy show we had something like that if this doesn't happen we, we we're, we're quitting the business no we'd say we're quitting the business that was it we're quitting the business we would come up with stuff 
God, this is this is back when Plaxico Burris was with um, the Giants. Uh-huh. Like this guy doesn't score because the matchup was so good. <laughs> Fantasy, like there's no way he wouldn't score because he's six foot five. Right. And we must have quit the show like facetiously like ten times. <laughs> anyway uh well in this case if this does happen i'm out i'm quitting the business right 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 well well folks we need it i need a new co-host we're taking here's jeff's email (laughs) it's no (laughs) all right um next week just let people know next week on tuesday 6 a.m will be our first of six shows with greg cosell inside the draft with greg cosell um Episode one will probably focus here on the top six or seven prospects because the Eagles are picking six and we'll kind of break it down, figure out what makes the most sense and talk about guys like Chase and Smith and Pitts and all that. Um, and then again, we'll, it'll be every Tuesday for five weeks up to the draft. And then the last Tuesday will be a recap of the draft. So that's six weeks of Greg Cosell. We're really excited about it. He's excited about it. And uh, I know everybody loves it when we have Greg Cassell on our platforms. So uh, we even named the damn show after him. Inside Cosell. Greg Cosell. Greg Cosell. Yeah. I, sometimes I say Cassell. It's Cosell. Yes. Right. Greg, Greg. I showed Greg the logo. He loves it. Yeah. I think he was uh, yeah? kind of surprised. It's got his name on you know? it. That's why. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. It's got his name on it. Of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, he loves it. He loves hearing himself. No, we, we love Greg. And the, boy, the reaction. It, it is funny. Greg will talk about this every once in a while because. Like Greg will put his every once in a while he'll give a scouting report out for free. He all the scouting reports can be found at fantasypoints.com. They they have a he has a draft guide which you could buy. But it, he'll put a couple samples out. And if it's a if it's like an alumnus and he's Greg's a little bit critical, he gets heat. Like they go after him. Mm-hmm. And Greg only goes by the tape. He does he doesn't know anything about these people personally. It's like, the best defense ever. All I'm telling you is what the tape has shown. Right, me. right. It's so funny. It's so yeah. funny. But I, I'll say this. 90% of the comments are, are strong. And, and what I, one of the things I really appreciate about Greg and the comments that he gets, people are detracted from certain players when they see Greg's, because they know Greg is the truth teller. They'll actually change their mind and go, you know, Greg, now you said it. Hey, you know more than I do. And they, they, they just love him. And mm-hmm. um, can't wait till we do it. Like you said, six shows. So what we're going to do is five pre-draft and one post-draft, right? That's right. One recap. So awesome. it'll be it'll be great. Oh man, that'll we'll be great. Get, we'll get into everything. You know, certain yeah. positions. It won't just be first round. We'll get into small school prospects. We'll get into you know day two guys or good value picks, philosophy of draft. Because Greg actually made it important. He said, "I don't want to just talk. You know, break down this guy, that guy. I want to talk yeah. about draft philosophy. Oh, and positional yeah. and, uh, and, value and 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 how. One thing I'm going to have him do for us." Is he's, he's going to explain how he grades tape. I've never done this before with him, but I've asked, I've asked him over the years. But I know it. I know his process has, has evolved and changed a little bit because guys like Mahomes, because Greg was always drop back passer because he lost learned from draws. Okay, I want a guy six five with a rocket arm, and he's got to be a pocket guy. That's not where the game is going. You want. Greg talks a lot about that term, second reaction plays. That right. has changed the way not only Greg, but NFL quarterback coaches. Uh, great tape now. They 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 want they don't want like Mac Jones. Okay, for instance, mm-hmm. not very mobile. He's going to get dinged for that. Now we love the accuracy. He's tough. He's smart, and all this. But if you can't move, you're going to get dinged for it. That's going to hurt you by certain teams. No doubt about it. It's all it's becoming kind of. Um... 
you know, an anomaly now to, to have that just concrete statue quarterback anymore who goes in the first round. It's, it's, you, you barely see it. So, uh, all right, let's get into uh, the kind of the meat and potatoes. Joe Flacco signed on Tuesday. We did oh, yeah. the, uh, the Q and a, so we didn't have a time to get like really deeply into it. Um, the contract, Adam, you go through the contract because I don't think it's what everybody realizes it is. So you, you go ahead and. Yeah. Uh, so it, Okay, let, let's put it th- first of all, you know, people are complaining he's getting paid too much money. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this up first. <laughs> I don't know what planet some people are on. I don't, I, I, it's people who don't really follow contracts. First of all, had they signed him last week, it would have cost them more. The first week, you always pay more money. It would have been at least $5 million. Mm-hmm. The Eagles and other teams, I'm told, slow played it. Like they, 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 they considered it, and we'll get into who the other, the Eagles were looking at other quarterbacks other than Flacco, but. As we detailed last spring, the Eagles were, were in on Flacco pretty strong, but the next surgery kind of knocked things out. And then Doug Peterson foolishly um, told Nate Sudfeld he'd be the two. I, I don't understand why he did that. It's ridiculous. I, I just, put it on the list of things that we didn't understand from yeah, last year. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's, I don't get it. Anyway, to move this forward here, the contracts are slightly – the incentives are a little bit bigger than uh, first thought, but it, 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 it's not a big deal. So – it's one year, okay? Only a one-year commitment. The total is $7.75 million. But, folks, only $3.5 million is fully guaranteed. That's the cash. The rest of it is $4.25 million in incentives. Right. What is the big deal? I, <laughs> what is the big... I, I don't I, – I heard people complaining that this is way too much, and I thought the Eagles did not want to be in the business of overspending on a backup quarterback – and I'm like, Nick Foles made like $12 million, $11 million in his last year with the Eagles. That was way too much for a backup quarterback. Three and a half million is considerably less than $11 million. So I don't understand why people don't interpret that three and a half million as low end backup quarterback money. In fact, Adam, it was five years ago, six now, that the Eagles paid Chase Daniel Almost <laughs> twice that amount. And last I checked, the market goes up and up and up. That dude. <laughs> that dude. Let me tell you something. You know, Andrew Brandt says, you know, the, the business of, you know, these quarterbacks like Sam Bradford. Oh, yeah. Bradford's like the Hall of Fame for contracts. <laughs> Chase Daniel. And I, I know Chase a little bit. Of course, I've called him Chase Daniels. Never, of course never you did. Remember. You're from Philly. I know. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. He has made so much money for being less than average. Sorry, Chase. You're a nice guy. I wish you well. You're, you know, you're a smart guy. Oh, but trust me. He he ain't worried about anybody's he, criticism. Yeah, he's, he's so rich. He's the made bank, so much it. money. <laughs> Kudos to his agent. But um, look, Jeff just nailed it. Three point. If if Flacco doesn't play, he only backs up. He only make three point five million. That's that's nothing for a backup right. quarterback. What right. are you thinking for? Who are these people are complaining a lot? Well, it's funny though. I did see on, on Twitter on Tuesday night when I put the terms out that some people were saying, oh, that's nothing. And then you got other people, Flacco's terrible. What are they thinking? I'm like, oh, God, the, the 3.5 is ridiculous. I'm like, okay, whatever. Right. So so I think what factors into some people's thinking uh, is that Flacco made less money last year with the Jets. But what they're not factoring in is that he was coming off a procedure on his yeah. neck yeah. and that there wasn't a big market, right? The Eagles showed interest, as you reported, but they were not – they don't think they – did they make an offer or did they not make an offer? I, I No, they had pretty extensive discussions, but right. 
because Joe needed surgery. And yeah. by the way, an NFL team doctor did it, I was told. So, okay. Um, so they, so all teams knew that, um, you know, they, they got the information. They knew kind of where he's at. The interesting thing about Flacco last summer was he was actually throwing. He was like, Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A throw in, in, in the summer, but he could not take contact. So he could not practice until September. So that's why if you if you watch the all twenty two, I didn't see it. I just had a bunch of coaches tell me what what the tape looked like, and I had a couple of personal guys chime in. Um, they all seemed to agree that he was phenomenal against New England. Like he looked, he had not looked this good in a long time. Well, you know, by when he played in November against New England, on that I think it might have been a Monday night. He, he they shouldn't have lost that game. They blew it. Their defense collapsed. Mm-hmm. But it was deep shot after deep shot. They were it was shot play central because he was healthy and he was in rhythm. Right. He was terrible against Arizona. That was his first game. He had he had started four games. He played against Denver. Only took two snaps. Uh, two, he only made two throws. But the first start against Arizona, he was poor. Dolphins, he didn't play well. New England, he was terrific. Chargers, the timing was off. He was fun. He was efficient, but um, they weren't really. They, the timing was not there between. Uh, I was told. I I don't whether it's Perriman or whoever, the timing or Mims, the timing wasn't there, but he's fine. Mm-hmm. But they all, every person I talked to said, oh boy, he looked healthy and really good against New England. That got him a lot of interest because all you want to see from him is at 36 years old, where's he at? If he played four bad games, he's not getting more than a million bucks. That's yeah. the game. Yeah, that's the game I remember. Watching. Remember how I said I, I remember watching Flacco last year and there was a game I thought, wow, he still has the arm strength. Yeah. And that was it. That was the game. They were winning that. Didn't they lose that game in the last two minutes? Or something? Yeah, they, they yeah. had two separate 10-point leads, I think. Something like right, that. right. Right. He's a backup quarterback, people. He has a Super Bowl. I, I just don't I've heard I've even heard people say, well, why couldn't you just go after Colt McCoy instead? And remember, oh my God, the no. Eagles are not tanking. Maybe some fans are, <laughs> but Colt McCoy has been nothing but a, a backup quarterback his entire career. Joe Flacco yeah. has been a starter for most of his career, won a Super Bowl. Yes, he's not at the top of his game anymore, but you cannot compare Joe Flacco to Colt McCoy. It's just, it's you know, a, by the way, you're right. And that he's not top of the game, but the, if you look what happened in Denver, he got the crap knocked out of him. Okay, yeah. he hurt his neck. Uh, he he was not he he had well no one had an off season, but he literally had no off season or preseason or training camp because he was not allowed to work with anyone. And it wasn't until the regular his training camp was in the regular season. So <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. you know I mean pe- people want to beat him up, and it's like. I, I wanted to get the truth. I, I, you know, the reason why I became a reporter is I want to seek the truth. What did you see when you watched the tape? And I got it. I mean, we, we, you know, you, you know, you, you saw that New England game last year. It was spinning it, man. He, he looked like the old Joe Flacco in terms of arm strength. Now, what I like to see and what I'm hoping happens is if we have a training camp, well, we'll have one, but if we have a real one, like for three, three and a half weeks, maybe a June camp. Mm-hmm. I like to see him and let's get into let's get into the weeds a little bit here. Okay. I like to, I, I understand Hertz is going to be the starters of the season. I'm not doubting that. Mm-hmm. But what you want, this is what coaches tell me. You want a veteran quarterback who's done it before, been there, done that. He's a Super Bowl winner and a Super Bowl MVP. 
I mean, a uh, yeah, he was a Super Bowl MVP. Oh right? God, yeah, he was amazing yeah. that year. Well, that that, that, that strap twelve. Yeah, he never played better. It's just crazy. He was always Great an timing. average quarterback. Sorry, Joe, but you were just average before that. Well, come on, be fair. He was a little. I mean, he was in the playoffs for five straight years. I know, I know, but it was that, a that's defense. a little better than average. I know, and it's I, I uh, but but I'll tell you, his run was historic. He was unbelievable. He put the team on his back. Um, but what I like to see him is have a great camp and his coaches will tell me when you have a guy who's done it before, there's a little bit of an edge, like the, the starter might be on edge. He knows he's a starter, but he feels the competition in camp. Like there's something, there's, there's some good friction as they call it, like in camp and in the meeting rooms. And, and by the way, if Joe's on in training camp and Hertz is having a good camp, we know Hertz is a starter, but you, he's pushing them and, and, and Hertz is pushing Flacco. That's the kind of competition you're looking for, which is sure. healthy. Sure. And I know Joe. You know Joe. He is a very prideful guy. I mean, I, I, he walks in just like last year, knowing that Sam Darnold's a starter. I believe he walks into this situation knowing Jalen Hurts is the starter. But I believe in, in his head, he still believes that if there's some slip up or, or if Jalen gets hurt or whatever, he has a chance to get in there, play well, and keep the job. Whether that's true or not is really irregardless of what – how he's wired and how he thinks. And I, he's always been very kind of straightforward, competitive like that. So it wouldn't surprise me. I think even last year when he signed with the Jets, he said, yeah, I know the deal, but I still think I can go in there and, and win games. Oh, he's, co- he's yeah. I've covered him since 07. Um, Delaware, Villanova was the first time I saw him play. I went to the game at Nova and he threw th- like three or four picks, but here's the funny thing. And it's simple. Although it was a little different here with the Jets with, with uh, a couple of the turnovers he had. Every turnover he had in that game at Villanova, the receivers couldn't go and get the football. They were all downfield. They just couldn't run. Mm-hmm. And he's just his arm. He has not, as you said, he has not lost anything in his arm. So no. now here's the other question, which we got on our Facebook board, folks. If you've not been our Inside the Birds uh, group, I suggest you get on there. That And I get the question. Will this signing impact the draft or anything else they do? No. I'll answer that for you. No. He's just, he's just here to be a backup. It doesn't impact anything. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, just it's just he's just there. Yeah. But again, I would like to see he and Hertz have great camps where they're challenging each other. Cause I've seen this before as I would travel to training camps where we know the starter is, but the backup is having a great camp, and you go, Wow, this is interesting here. Like both guys are pushing each other. You like to see that. You would like to see that, as as Nick Sirianni has said before about competition. That's what he means. Bringing out the best in everybody. Yeah, exactly. I also think, Adam, and I tweeted this and I can't. I, it's been a rough off season for the fans. I just like, yeah. <laughs> it's been a, people are just going crazy with the Eagles in this off season and the season that they're in terms of what from. though, what anything in particular you're talking about. I, other than what, I tweeted that, you know, that I still would not be surprised if the Eagles used a late pick on a quarterback. Cause almost every single team I've ever known has three quarterbacks. You usually have your starter, your backup, and a young developmental guy. Plus, the Eagles have been drafting, you know, developmental quarterbacks for quite a while. I mean, just two years ago, they drafted Clayton Thorson. Didn't work out, but that's no, what they've – Yeah. Yeah, that's what they've done. So, you would think that a new coaching staff here that is just only has a little bit to evaluate on Jalen Hurts and really only has a veteran backup in Flacco might look to the fifth, sixth, or seventh round – for a young developmental quarterback. What's wrong with that? And what, by the way, no, what is wrong nothing, with that? Nothing. But the whole, like, oh my God, I got so much venom for people. Like, why would you waste a pick on a quarterback? Or why would ask you? My, ask Mike Shanahan when he drafted Kirk Cousins in the fourth round. Yeah. 
Right? I mean, teams do every year. Teams take uh, quarterbacks. In the Ron Wolf, Matt Hasselbeck, sixth round. In fact, Ron Wolf, I remember when he took the former Packers GM said, if he didn't do it every year, he he drafted quarterback every other year. He just believed in it. It's just like pitching in baseball. You cannot have enough good ones. Right. And what the l- l- let me just touch because people seem to be confused with the statement I made about um, Hertz was never drafted to be the starter. That's true. But what the Eagles were hoping for is they didn't want Wentz to get hurt. Let, let's just assume the Wentz thing never went south and he, he was still here and everything was going well. Their hope would be that at the very least that he put great train, uh, preseason tape together, obviously no COVID, but again, it's amazing all these qualifiers, but their hope was that over the th- first three years of his contract, he would have put great preseason tape together. Cause mm-hmm. look, good p- preseason tape got, um, Oh, the quarterback, Charlie Whitehurst. That's it. How did I remember that? Good Charlie player. Whitehurst. Yeah, good, good memory there. Yeah. Cause, cause he got one. Mm-hmm. He got, only he never started a game. He got a good contract with the Seahawks based on preseason tape. Right. That was the Eagles' hope that they could flip him after the third year or during the third year, or maybe his fourth year before his contract would end. Maybe that trading deadline in October in his fourth year. Well, as we know what happened, that's not going to happen. Right. Now he's the presumed starter. But that was the hope that when they drafted Hertz, fill in for once when he'd get hurt. Yep. And then if that tape's good and preseason tape's good, flip him maybe for who the heck knows? It could have been a first, but doesn't matter now yeah um what what round was aj feely drafted in was he a fourth or a fifth fifth, fifth, fifth. right yeah. yeah and look what that they wound oh. up having him for a two he won, got a two. Won two games for them down the stretch when he had to be i mean t- good teams yeah good teams draft quarterbacks late in the i mean look the, the i don't want to use the example because it's it's an extreme but that's what the patriots did in getting tom brady used the sixth round pick on him had drew bledsoe already but Look what happened to them. So just because one team does it, do you do it? No, but a lot of teams, and you mentioned Ron Wolf, uh, and Andy comes from the Holmgren slash Ron Wolf lineage there. Andy Reid was a big believer in it, and it's not a bad idea. We're talking about a fifth or a sixth or a seventh where the percentages – the percentages of making it in the NFL are pretty low in general. So well, after right and, and, and on that after the fourth round, I, I don't have the breakdown in front of me. I'm going to try to get it for the draft the team furnished uh, some of that breakdown that you just talked about. The percentage by round and making it, it it's so minuscule in the sixth or seventh round. Right, that's what makes the Brady thing so absurd. I know it's crazy, but yeah, it's like oh my god, you passed on a linebacker for a quarterback. Well, I mean, let's let, at the end of the day, you're just hoping the guy can play whatever position. That it is. Right, just so, get one of them right after the fourth exactly, round. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, we will move on a little bit. First, we're going to stop and tell everybody to go check out our friends at phlsportsnation.com, enhancing the fan experience with their coverage of all of our Philly professional sports teams. Great content, great coverage for the fan, by the fan. That's their motto. So check them out at phlsportsnation.com and also on Twitter at phl. Sports Nation. And we'll stop here and uh, get another word from our great sponsors, including our friends at Sky Motor Cars. Sky Motor Cars in Westchester is a different sort of dealership. All it takes is one look at their Highline pre-owned vehicles that people over the country want and need. Owner Brett Shoulder, make sure you don't spend a dime of your money before you purchase the car. Sky Motor Cars allows you to make all the decisions regarding your next vehicle. At Sky Motor Cars, you never have to spend more than necessary. Visit SkyMotorCars.com today or call 610-918-7225. 
Hey, it's Jeff Mosher. Adam Kaplan and I love using Anchor for our Inside the Birds podcast every week. It's so user-friendly, anyone can create their own podcast, and you should too. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast for a professional sound, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. And if you happen to go in there to Sky Motor Cars, make sure you tell them Adam and Jeff sent you. You'll get a great deal. We promise. All right. So um, there have been some players lost, some players gained. Our man, Vinny Curry, is no, not going to be an Eagle again. He uh, gets scooped up by the Jets. He goes up there and signs a one-year deal. Look, is Vinny Curry a replaceable person? Yes. If, uh, you know, he's replaceable, Adam. But, you know, we've talked in the, in the past about having Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett as starters, and your number one situational backup pass rusher is Josh Sweat, right? That's only three guys, really. Yeah. And one of they them, two guys. They, they yeah, need two them, guys. Yeah, right. one of them you kind of monitor. I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if they'll wind up just signing another veteran or just relying on the draft, but if a DN gets hurt, they're oh kind boy. of in a weird spot oh because Josh Sweat is not meant to be a starter. Correct. Correct. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, so that, that, that's certainly something they're going to have to look at. You know, Jalen Mills, he's gone with the Patriots four years, $24 million, but he's got a one-year structure at $6.5 million. Duke Raleigh signed for one year with the Dolphins. He was right. a special teamer, started half the season. Cam Johnson, that was the weird one where the Eagles did not tender him as an RFA. We're hoping to sign him later. Yeah, well, he made uh, a pretty good point out there. I'm sorry? Well, he made pretty good money. With- yeah, three years, $8 million. It's legit money, by the way. It's it's. More than if he does, if he's decent, he'll make it all. And then Rudy Ford is really only a special teams player. He got good money for a special teamer with the Jags, two years, four point two million. Uh, he's super fast, and we'll see who will replace him. So now the unsigned guys, of course, most of them will not be back. Not all, but most won't be. Nate Sudfeld, I don't expect him back. Corey Clement, outside chance down the line, just because his special teams value. Josh Perkins, non-tenured RFA, I don't see him coming back. Our guy. Richard Rogers, old Mr. Reliable. He's like the Tim Houck. If I don't know if you were covering the team then, uh, no, but I know who he is. I'm right. Not- this is Andy's guy from Green Bay. Every year, oh, he's going to retire. Well, it was it was, it was kind of more like um, Vinnie Curry, but <laughs> Tim Houck. Somebody gets hurt. Call him out of call him out. Call, get him from you know on the farm wherever he was. Bring him back. Bring him back. Bring him back. Richard Rogers. They liked it. Guy did a good job. Did a good job last season. Hard to criticize him. Stayed healthy, too. I wonder how the new staff feels about him. I wonder if they would rather give, especially with their cap situation here, if they'd rather just give the young guys that they signed. They signed Jason Kroom last year. They signed the kid from Arizona, um, Hakeem – what is it? Butler. Yeah, Hakeem Butler. Thank you. He's still there, too. Yep. Um, And they also brought in the Buffalo quarterback to play tight end. Tyree – Jackson. Jackson. Yep. Yeah, Tyree Jackson. So you got those three. You have Goddard as four. And that's Caleb Wilson. I think Caleb Wilson's still oh, there. Caleb Wilson. He is on a future. That's five tight ends. You might draft one late. Like, I don't know. Maybe they just see that Richard Rogers is not a necessary 
you know, Mr. Standby, right? Exactly. But but they're going to need someone once they move Ertz. You've got Goddard and nobody. They're all just developmental third or fourth tight ends. Mm-hmm. So so obviously you would have to add one. Now they've got eleven picks. I I fully expect them to draft a tight end. It would be an upset to me if they don't draft one. An upset? Yeah, because these all these other guys are just bottom of the barrel, bottom of the roster guys. They're just the Kroom is a fourth tight end. Caleb Wilson is a fourth tight end. Right. Keith Butler is a fifth or fourth tight end. Tyree Jackson is yeah, a guy that you want to put on your practice right, squad. Right, right, right. No, that's a good point. You need a good, decent backup tight end. Yep. Um, depth, by, by the way, depth is not numbers. You can have 15 tight ends. If you only have one or two guys, you don't have depth. I just, I, just I, yeah, I feel, well, uh, maybe they draft Kyle Pitts, so that might count. But even if Oh, they, no, that, oh, don't you get me started. Don't <laughs> you get know, the kids started because people are going to go off if, if they do. But I will tell you, even if they don't, though, I don't yeah. know that they have to. I mean, maybe they draft a tight end, but you could probably sign a guy even in May or June who's a, a good veteran backup. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. I, I'll say this if the Eagles draft Kyle Pitts, I would say, or just judging social media, there's no question this is what everybody wants. And I'd say Chase second. There's the fans are enamored. I get it. Pitts is special, man. I sense a divide. I sense the really? younger, I sense the the social media younger generation is into yeah. Pitts. But yeah. when I listen to uh sports talk, sometimes the callers who tend to be on the older side, they're they're just thinking narrow-minded, like they're just thinking like why? Tight end, why? And they think about all the tight ends you've gone. It won't be a tight end, though. I, 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 yeah, I, but we could say that to our yeah. blue in the face, but they're they're not getting that message. Well, well, uh, oh, you know what? I want to add this. I know we're not doing draft now, but I'm gonna give you a draft nugget. I had an offense coordinator tell me this. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. He said, He goes, I know everybody's talking about him being like Darren Waller. He goes, he goes, if we if I get him, yeah, I'll line him up at X. He goes, I want to play him in a two by two. I want to play him actually is the inside receiver. Mm. He goes, because he goes, how are you matching us up? How are you going to match us up if we do that? Yeah. I mean, in a two by two, if you're coming out with well, that, I mean, I, I have to assume the defense is either in nickel or in dime. And if they're in nickel, you got two linebackers. Yeah. I mean, he's going to either draw a linebacker, a safety or his own type of coverage, a bracket, either way, it's going to open it up for, for somebody else. Hey, look, it really doesn't matter. As long as he's on the field 75 to 85% of the time. Oh, hell yeah. He's, gonna be, he's a mismatch somewhere. And, and he's, his blocking when his ass has been pretty solid. That's uh, good. Which That's really good. helps him. Yeah, definitely. For, from uh, the Abington area. So oh, that's it, it, why you like him so uh, much. Uh, I knew uh, an alternative. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was that he, he didn't go to Abington High, but um, Cheltenham is the you know, one of the neighborhoods. Yeah, one of your area. Houses. It's your area. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, but it would be it, he's just so unique, man. He's just so unique. I I didn't know much about him until you know late January, and then when I was just digging in, I was like, wow, this kid could be something. You know, I know I, I see some fans say, oh, he could be Evan Ingram. I'm like, folks, he's so much better than Evan Ingram even right now. Mm-hmm. If you just see what he what he is now, and his upside potential, I, I'm with most people. Like you don't typically draft a tight end this early. You just don't in top ten. But he's not a tight end. He's everything. I agree with you. Now, if I have my druthers here, and we'll get into this obviously when we do draft. If if it were between Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts, I had the opportunity to grab one or the other. I would still probably take Jamar Chase. But if I have to take Kyle Pitts out of that and Chase is gone, I'm, I'm not going to be disappointed. I agree. Totally agree. Fair, very fair. And he's a true X. And I've got some intel on him, but I'm going to hold that one uh, for the net for uh, 
actually probably with Cosell or, or one, once we dig into our regular shows with the draft, right? Uh, gathering stuff on him because uh, he's a Truax and you have Rager as a Z. And now you're now you're cooking with oil. Now now, now you're you're looking young and you're looking talented because Rager really is, to me is a is a move Z man. He could be special in that area because mm-hmm. he's just not an X to me. He may could play it and he has, but he's really not at this level. I'm a little worried about what would happen with Nick Sirianni if he was able to get these guys because he's going to start going all oh man I can put Rager yeah I know getting all crazy and explaining and getting the chalkboard out and all that Nick slow your roll buddy <laughs> I, we, we, we not we're not. We're not big press conference reviewers. We're not big like hot take stuff. I know people like talk about that stuff. Uh-huh. My comment would be, it's just like five seconds here. He just needs to, we love the energy. Just cut it down. After a minute, <laughs> you, it, you had it after 30, 45 seconds to a minute. You don't need to go three or four minutes into one subject because then you start losing people. Yeah. Then you're like, oh my God, just dude. Yeah, turn the play clock on. <laughs> exactly right. Well, no, you, you have to, uh, when you speak, play, do it with a clock in your head. <laughs> that's right even quentin uh q a jason and q um they talked about it on the pod because you're people are just human beings like we're of course we're not judging this guy uh and, and predicting his success based on a press conference but as i said it a couple weeks ago adam you know the owner kind of owner said one thing and what you saw is something different and that's all that's just the part that's hard to reconcile it's i'm it's it's probably there we just have to see it. That's fine. It's it's no big deal. But even, you know, just just so that people are saying, oh, the media is so tough. Even Quentin, Michael, and Jason Avant admitted to being like, wow, that's that's a little, little weird, but okay. You know, that's right. Because everybody's a human being. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's a human yeah. being. Um, real quick, before we move on from the unsigned guys that you mentioned, um, do you see any of them probably coming back? Hopefully not. Jason uh, Peters. Peters it would be emergency, just like last year. T-Y- no, 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 no. I didn't say he's coming back, but it would have to be a special emergency. No, it doesn't. <laughs> All right. I'll All see. right. Here's my emergency. All of a sudden, they're down five left tackles. Like, come on. Because if he comes back, he's going to want to But he can play card. Oh, man. Oh. All right. No. All right. All right. Nothing, Throw your daggers at me. That, come right. on. <laughs> anyway, uh, T.Y. McGill, who's at 50th D tackle. No, I'm just kidding, T.Y. Sorry. No, you're fifth. You're, you're fifth T tackle. You've right. been it, he was here the past last two years, right? I think so. Former uh, Colt, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Well, he went. To the, he went to the Raiders. Uh, was it the Raiders or the Colt? He went somewhere. He was with the Colts before. I know that. That's yeah. how I heard of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Nate Gary. No I way. No way. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, it's an opinion yeah. based on how I know he was received. Other than Clay, Ken Flagel and and and. Um, Jim Schwartz thought about him <laughs> more <laughs> yeah. Ken Flagel. Yes. The enablers uh, are no longer here. So. Yes. Uh, now this is interesting. Uh huh. If Maddox goes back to slot corner, which he was drafted to be there. Now, do they need one more? Do they need, do they need a backup slot? Nickel Roby Coleman and Craven LeBlanc are unsigned. So I guess Roby Coleman was not used correctly. They use him on the outside. As you remember, it was ridiculous. He's five foot seven for goodness. Yeah. Sake. I mean, a back up slot, Adam is your fourth or fifth corner. And that's usually sure. a guy who's going to play a lot of special teams. Yeah. I think they tried to address that last year with guys like Graylin Arnold or um, who's the other uh, cornerback slash safety that they signed and got Prince. Is he still with the team? Prince? No, not Prince. Prince um, is gone. Elijah Riley is there. That's the one. Elijah Riley. Thank you. Elijah yeah. Riley and Graylin Arnold uh, stick out. As yeah. Well. And we'll see about Kate. Look, and by the way, we didn't talk about Kayvon Wallace. We'll, we'll see. We'll new staff. Um, 
very mixed reviews on him around the league. Uh, just just running his name by people I trust. Uh, people are all over the map with him. Just and again, he's in a new scheme with a new staff. Yeah, he is. He has absolutely no role right now. He's got to earn it. I'm just to telling quote, you where it is. To quote Jason Avant, he said, I like the guy, but he took some horrific angles to the run mm. last year, which is Ooh. something we talked about after the year. He was uh, – because that was kind of supposed to be what he was more advanced at, the yeah. run, than the pass. And, sure. um, you know, but again, every rookie, no camp or no OTAs. Sure. I mean, every, you give everybody a little bit of a of – Yeah, a, I mean, he's uh, just got to – he's just got to earn his keep. Right. Uh, he's a fourth-round pick. He'll get a shot to make the roster and maybe be – Maybe get in the rotation, maybe dress every week, um, but we'll see. And then, uh, you know, uh, Epps is there who knows the defense, obviously, because he was there in Minnesota. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But um, I, I, if you look at the remaining positional needs, there's still a lot of them if you really go through it. Yeah. Yeah, there are. All right. Uh, let's get into that. But first, Adam, 68 teams started the tournament and only the best have survived. We got Villanova. They're alive, right? Syracuse, as always, with their upsets. Uh, Oral Roberts, of course. Loyola Chicago doing it again for Sister Jean. How about that? Unbelievable, right? Uh, How is that possible? I don't know, but it's great. I mean, we, we missed it last year. It was so good to have uh, – it's so good to have it back, awesome. all the upsets. Awesome. So DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center – of the action you bet one dollar on any tournament game and if your team wins you win one hundred dollars it's that simple you turn one dollar into a hundred dollars it's 101 odds so you pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning one hundred dollars and all it takes is a dollar bet and that team winning their next game so there's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry if college basketball isn't for you because DraftKings Sportsbook offers daily odds boosts on pro basketball, hockey, golf, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so that you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code ITB when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code ITB to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You got to be 21, live in Pennsylvania, be a new customer, restrictions apply in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. By the way, I had Illinois winning it all. They get bouncing the, in the first on the first weekend. So <laughs> the way it works. Yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, let's talk about some of the t- the team needs that are still out there. You and I are, are pretty adamant about this that the Eagles are still going to do things, but that as you have mentioned many times, free agency just doesn't end after a week or two. It goes on yeah. until April, May, June. Camp. You can make trades in camp, like Ronald Darby. Right. You can sign somebody in May, like the Garrett Blunt. There, there's plenty. So. What's what are the top needs right now? I mean, they got their backup quarterback. What do you see as their top? So, I would say number two running back for sure. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers. I would still like to see a veteran. I still think by training camp they're going to have one. I just I couldn't tell you who it is. Maybe it's not a necessity right now, but you really for the locker room. Yeah, you said really like someone that receivers. Did you just receiver, mean receiver? Yeah. Okay, like multiple. Well, cha- obviously they need they need a true X. They'd, I'd like to see it to be Chase, obviously, at number six. Sure. If you and I were running the show, I would definitely be looking at Chase. 
uh, Jamar Chase. But Absolutely. I would just like, though, it doesn't have the guy doesn't have to be a starter. Like I said on uh, the live stream, like a Muhammad Sanu, a guy's just a pro. Mm-hmm. You know what you're getting. It's not so much about on the field production at this point of his career. It's about like Marvin Jones. The Jacks brought in Marvin Jones for a specific reason. Young football team. They're rebuilding a total rebuild. They're going to have a, a rookie quarterback as a starter. A guy's a true pro. Just one of those kind of guys in your locker room. I, I think it does mean something. It's it's hard to. It's not about measuring wins. It's about helping the young guys mature. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me would be a smart move. Marvin Jones got Anthony Harris pretty good last year in a game for a touchdown. Good player too, man. He, he cool. got behind the double, which is hard to do when you're you're playing cover two. But he got Harris turned the wrong way and then kind of ah. put the the the, the, uh, the corner move on him. Stafford saw it, threw a nice touchdown. Uh, so he can still play a little bit, Marvin Jones. Definitely. Yeah, he's 31. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. Good player. Uh, they're, they're, we said earlier, going to need tight ends. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive line-wise, they, they need they need to get the young guys in now. They need a center. We They need to figure out who the replacement for Kelsey's going to be, be. It's highly likely this will be Kelsey's last year. I It's a never-say-never ne- category about him coming back for 22. Based on structure, they'd have to redo his deal if he comes back. But um they also need a guard so they need to come out probably with two linemen remember right now they have 11 picks mm-hmm. how many d tackles do you think they need i think they need two um well I, I think they should sign one and then probably go for a draft um you know i mean out of 11 picks you got to think oh veteran because okay. they value yeah. defensive line yeah mm-hmm. i would try to sign a veteran i think you know you'd like to have a number three defensive tackle in the past you could get away with not because you might play your defensive ends as a, as a D tackle in the pass rush, but they don't, I don't think that they're going to be doing that because they're pretty thin right now at the end. And, you know, Brandon's really the only one of the three that I've ever seen move inside. Oh, John, they did do that with Josh sweat a little bit. Yes. Two years ago. Yeah. But it wasn't great. And then they put Vinny in there and then they did a little bit of it last year, but I I think they like Josh on the edges more. Actually, Josh sweat before he got hurt in his rookie season was actually in base. He, He, People probably forgot. He even got a lot of snaps, but he was just there as a run defender before he started uh, right. developing as a pass rusher, and they got hurt, unfortunately. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so yeah, so no D, D tackle is is uh, D tackle and D end are both important. I think they, yes. you know, they don't need to sign a veteran defensive end because they've got Brandon and um, Derek has been been through it. But although now that Vinny's gone, maybe if they get a guy, I don't know if it, if you weren't going to pay Vinny Curry. 1.2 million on a one-year deal again then are you going to pay another defensive end out there is, is anybody out there that's going to take that kind of I, a- I I you know personally me I would um I would draft a DN in the second or third round Joe Osman he's a fifth end uh he's a you know he's a good special teams player that they, it's it's crazy they only have five guys under contract Matt Leo is you know the the international player Mm-hmm. So he's obviously not going to make it, barring something unforeseen. He's a big guy, but he just, you know, he's a developmental guy. Right. So they don't have, they don't have a fourth or fifth end right now. So yeah, you're, yeah, they they have to do something there. Uh, I'd like to see Ridgeway and Williams battle for the fourth job. Mm-hmm. Get that, get that third guy as a veteran. Oh yeah, Ray uh, Conway, that's right, and McGill. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, McGill's not on contract, so. Oh, that's right. Um, and then linebacker. Look, they need three guys. The only certainty is this. Singleton will be a starter, barring something unforeseen. T.J. Edwards will play. Avery is no lock to make the team at strong side linebacker. This is just a last gasp effort here to see what he can do. And then, you know what? 
let me ask you a question. I know you've got some intel on this. Yeah. Maybe could this new scheme that they're installing, is there any way a guy like Gabriel might be used correctly? Because Schwartz had no idea what to do with the guy. Is, is there any way that they could salvage him by moving him around? Or is there, what, what are you hearing in terms of scheme here? Well, from what I'm hearing, Adam, that they're going to be way more active up front on the D-line than they have been. You know, Jim Schwartz was stay in your rush lane, discipline rush lane. Um, this defense, as I understand, is going to be more, you know, you're going to see a lot more stunting, looping, line games, things like that. Uh, again, that that fits in with the whole disguise and where is it coming from that you've been alluding to for quite a while. So in my homework, I've I heard mm. that. Mm. So now I'm I'm thinking to myself, well, then wouldn't that actually be a better usage of Jannard Avery as a passer, as a DN, not a linebacker, as a DN to be in this scheme where he can stunt around all bigger guys and use that athleticism going laterally? I, I feel like them moving him to linebacker when they have these plans to be more active up front means that they probably just maybe just don't see him as a fit no matter what. And, you know, I don't know now, maybe he'll blitz linebackers more like that's what I mean. Right. Yeah. That, that's what I was hoping. Yeah. So maybe like a situational nickel or die, but here's the, here, or, or Joker, you move him around. Here's the problem uh, with that. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Okay. Joker. Yeah. I can see that because you can move him around, but th- yeah. you're still talking about a very select few snaps because at the end of the day, if that's the only, oh, he's a limited guy. Do, yeah. There's no yeah. If, if that's the only thing you can yeah. do, you're very predictable when you're on the field. You know, I mean, we know, we know he's coming after us. He's not dropping in a coverage. He's not that kind of a linebacker. So I, I don't know. They'd have to really, I think, work with him on being able to, to drop a little bit and make him a two way type of linebacker and feel convinced he can do it to want to keep him. Okay. And, th- and then um, I would say secondary wise. Yeah. I agree with your assessment. They need a safety. No doubt about it. They need two or three linebackers. It's got to happen. Sean Bradley is not seen as a guy who would ever start. He's just a backup. He's great special teams player, great locker room guy. He's a fifth or sixth linebacker. Mm-hmm. That's just what he is folks. It's telling you that's the way the league sees him and nothing's changed. Right. Davion Taylor. We just don't know. He's very raw needs further development. The hope is by year three, he is their nickel. He's, He's on the field at like 70% of snaps as a nickel linebacker because he could run. Right. The pick will work out. If he could be, I call these guys starters. This is the way coaches are a starting nickel linebacker. Then they've got it right. Right. If he's on the field 65, 70% of the time and it could cover tight end, that's a home run. Right. So, but so if it's not, it's a miss. Yeah. So here's where I think is the biggest obstacle for what Gannon might want to do compared to the personnel he has okay. because obviously linebackers and safety in Zimmer's scheme were so important. That's why he had great athletes like Anthony Barr and Eric Hendricks and Harrison Smith, who last year played way more around the line of scrimmage and box than he had in the past because he's versatile like that. He has a good nose for the ball right now. You don't really have that with this Eagles defense. I, I think when they're, they're going to be in a lot of nickel because that's what everybody is. And they're going to play a a decent amount of dime. So when they're in nickel, Adam, they're going to need two types of guys. You're going to need your run stuffer, because if you're playing a lot of two deep or two shell, then that puts the pressure on your front six to get the job done against the run. So you need a a good run-stuffing linebacker. I think Alex Singleton showed he can play the run pretty well last year. That's one of his strengths. So they might be set there. But what do they do about that other linebacker specifically when they're in kind of zone looks or a Tampa two looks, your cover guy. Yeah. The deep your cover middle, guy. yeah. They don't have anybody 
that has that knowledge, that experience yet. Now, maybe they can get one um, who can be a guy who can kind of roam around the field, but also play the run. What I really think they need, Adam, and we should look for is them kind of jumping on that trend of trying to find those linebacker safety hybrids, guys who have good coverage. Uh, unfortunately, that was Nate Gary, right? Because he was a safety in college and a lot. But, you know, I'm talking about something better than that now. But uh, a guy who can play that linebacker in the nickel but has safety-type instincts, has coverage instincts. And um, they're not hard to find, but you're usually looking to draft those guys. But I think that that's what the – the Eagles don't have that. I think Davion Taylor is probably what they had in mind when they drafted him last year. But as you and I have said, this guy is so far behind – that just learning, this is more about an intellectual position where you know where to be on the field because you've done it. I mean, his gap is so far to bridge that they've just got to see if he can play linebacker a little bit first. Give the, give the folks the example you 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 gave in the live stream just because, just you know, the majority of our listeners are going to be watching this show. Mm-hmm. So what was the game now that he made a mistake? Mental error? A real bad one. So it was the Cleveland Browns game okay. where it should have been a touchdown. It wasn't. There was a play action at the goal line where Mayfield uh, rolled to his left and for whatever reason threw the ball about 30 feet over oh, Austin Hooper's it. head. Yeah. <laughs> and Austin Hooper was standing there wide, wide you know, just like, like nobody was within 10 feet of him. And that was supposed to be Davion Taylor's guy. Okay, so, there you go. Right, hey, he's a rookie. He made a rookie mistake. Sure, of course. Yeah, sure, it's like, going to happen. Yeah, but he actually shouldn't have been playing there. Their plan was not to really play him last year, and, and let, save for special teams. But it got to be the point where they, other than Singleton and some somewhat of TJ Edwards, they just that, that was pretty much it at linebacker. The Duke Riley was in and out, uh, more of a special teams player. They just you would hope because we've been talking about this since we started the show in eighteen. Could this be the year? I know we're not we're not there yet. We're five weeks away, so there's a lot of time. Uh huh. Could this be the year they actually draft a linebacker in sec- like the second round? Do you think is it even possible? Here's a better question: All What's right. more unlikely, them drafting a safety or a linebacker in the oh. second round? I actually think it's more linebacker. Have to line, but no, I think they. I think oh. they've done that. <laughs> Michael Kendricks was a second round. Sure, back in. What year was it? I don't know, 12? 2012. So yeah. the last time they drafted a safety higher in the third or fourth round was 2011 with Jaquan Jarrett, or 2010 or 11. Jarrett was second round from yeah, Temple. Jared, that was yeah. a terrible miss. He was only a box player. You, you, can't, you don't draft box players in the second round. Yeah. Unless you're Jamal Adams in the first round, who's, who's just special in that role with sacks. But and then, Nate, see, the thing about Nate Allen was this. People forget he suffered – it was against the Giants of Teletonian injury. He was never the same. Mm-hmm. He got off to a good start, and then he got hurt. And he, he never the same. And then people say he was a bust. He wasn't a bust. He got hurt. You can't bust is a, a guy. Not be a non-injury bust. I mean, jeez. But, but no, what I'm saying is, a guy who doesn't produce, who's right. healthy, right. that guy's a bust. First or second well, round. That, that's fair. Yeah, I, I meant you can't be a second round pick. Who, and he played in the league for what six years, seven years, because he went. He went from. Um, the Eagles to was it Miami? Miami? Yeah, Miami, yeah, somewhere. Sure. Tampa. Yeah. No, I think it was Tampa. Either way, he played. But for that, no, it was my I, Miami. But but what I'm saying is for the team that they're drafted by, mm-hmm. if they don't contribute or the first their rookie contract and they're not offered a, a contract to come back, then they're a bust. If they're st- like Nelson Aguilar was not a bust in any way, shape, or form. He right. was a disappointment. We don't want right. a bust. Not he a contributed. Bust. No, no yeah. not a bust. People Take think like. 
Oh, if you don't come back, he's a bust. That's not the way it works. Well, we'll further define that when we get into our draft. Look, man, people still think Mike Mamula is a bust, right? No. The guy had, th- what, 38 sacks in his five yeah, And he five broke years. his foot. Mike told me that uh, that he had a – I don't know if it was Lift Frank. I don't remember, but he said that his foot was so jacked up, he just couldn't play football anymore. He just – his foot wouldn't allow him to do it. It really – you know, because he was the poster child for the combine and the workout. And we're actually going to do an event with him, I think, this year. Uh, I've talked, Mike, Mike really wants to do it. He was bummed that we couldn't do it because of COVID. He is so into it to yeah. tell his story. That's great. And uh, we're going to do it. We just have to get clearance. We do. That would be wonderful to get back out there and do those shows again. Uh, all right. So to, just to put a bow on it, I agree. So they've got Alex Singleton and Davion Taylor. And at, at after oh I, you know I neglected to mention T.J. Edwards. Yeah, yeah, no, I mentioned him. Yeah, he's see now yeah. that's interesting because I wonder if it kind of becomes a battle between Singleton and Edwards to play that one line that thumper linebacker role who's going to have to be good against the run because yeah. again neither of them are are skilled in the art of pass coverage. Um, Correct. Singleton's yeah. better. Singleton, I'll say this much. Greg Cosell, I remember him saying that. Singleton grew on him. He actually was much better. He improved in pass coverage. Right. He actually got way – look, is he great at – no, but he didn't hurt he, – he, he didn't embarrass himself. He actually held his own. Yeah. Relatively I, speaking. I, I do want to make a distinction, though. When we talk about these linebackers and their coverage, it's not always man coverage that we're talking about, running with tight ends all across the field. Yeah. You know, zone schemes are not easy, and you the depth of your drop – has to be very precise, especially on specific crossing routes or the high-low routes that you try to exploit. I mean, you have to understand your spatial awareness for the middle of the field has to be something that's honed for quite a while, or you have to just naturally be very gifted at that. So it's not just about running with running backs and tight ends and athleticism. If it were just that, Davion Taylor would probably be really good because he can run with pretty much anybody. But there's so much more to that position uh, and that and the experience instincts you got to have yes. you, you got to have instincts for it Edwards has it against the run absolutely Singleton is a smart guy he's got some some athleticism but they're, they're so limited linebacker this this is you know no offense to these guys they're doing the best that they can but this is if you're graded 32 sets of linebackers around the national football league they're at the bottom that's just the fact that's the truth Ruth all right That'll do it for this episode of Inside the Birds, the leading podcast in Eagles Intel. Big thanks to our producer, Hunter Brody. You can check him out on his YouTube channel. It's called Sports Talk with Broads, and you can find him on Twitter at Broads81. And, of course, we thank you for flying with us Inside the Birds.